Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Friday. What a great show we have planned today. We're going to take most of the show to really focus on the instability, the insecurity of the world we're living in right now. There are multiple hotspots in the world. It isn't just Russia and Ukraine, though we need to be deeply concerned about that. It's also North Korea, which has fired a record number of rockets this year, clearly acting up and agitating, perceiving the Biden administration to either be unclear on policy or ignorant about what's going on there. Clearly, China with Taiwan, saber-rattling, a very troublesome speech that President Xi gave last week, and that clearly has gotten people's attention. And then, of course, Iran with its many efforts at assassination of U.S. officials and providing kamikaze drones to the Russians to use against Ukrainians, so then we have to fund more of the war for Ukraine to defend against these kamikaze drones. So we've got two excellent, and I mean top-notch, national security experts on the show today. First up, Fred Flights, the former National Security Council chief of staff, former CIA analyst, really one of the most cogent voices in the national security space. He's going to give us a flyover over all of these hotspots, why they're hot, what it is that Joe Biden has done or not done that has made the world more unstable or unstable. And that's going to be a great conversation. And then we're going to go to Israel and talk to the former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Michael Oren. He's a great author. He is a lifelong diplomat. He understands the United States and Israel so well. We're going to talk about the Saudi Arabia slight, the Iran failures. Uh, Joe Biden's not going to get that Iran deal, doesn't look like. At least certainly not right now. And Michael Oren will bring us up to see that. It's great to have the ambassador back on the show. It's been a few months. And I always enjoyed his insights and his understanding, particularly of the Middle East region, where Donald Trump made so much progress. And there's not been as much progress as we would have liked. I think a lot of people feel that way. All right. Um, first, a little breaking news. I broke a story last night with my good colleague, Nick Ballacy, our congressional correspondent. So I think a very important story. 
The Freedom Caucus, which is the most conservative wing of the House Republican Caucus, it gave us people like Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan and Andy Biggs and Scott Perry and so many others. And it used to be a small group, but influential group. Now it is growing and growing in size and influence. And they're beginning to see the polling like you're seeing the polling and I'm seeing the polling. That is that Republicans are likely to gain control of the House. And so preparations are being made for what happens immediately after. Because believe it or not, what happens before the new members are sworn in are nearly as important as what happens later in the year. And the House Freedom Caucus, which has had its battles with past leaders, including Kevin McCarthy, certainly Paul Ryan and John Boehner before them, they wrote a long memo. I think it's about 58 pages long. And its theme is, are you ready for what comes next? Because Congress is worse than you think. And it's written from the Freedom Caucus as experienced lawmakers to the likely freshmen, the Joe Kents of the world, people who are likely to join, win their races in November and join the congressional majority next year if Republicans have control of the Congress. It is a throwdown of a gauntlet. It puts Republican leaders... And all of the lawmakers in the Republican caucus, and quite frankly, some of those in the uh, Democratic caucus too, on notice, because the House Freedom Caucus wants to pair with all of these new lawmakers elected in the next few weeks, if they are, to hold out for radical change in the way the House operates, because Congress is, as they say in the opening of this really fantastic document, it's worse than you thought. Hey, hey, freshmen or future freshmen. This place is a cesspool, it says, and you can change it. And what they've asked these new freshmen, uh, assuming that they get elected, to do is to not be co-opted by the leadership, not to be co-opted by more experienced lawmakers, to hold out and radically change the rules of Congress. Like, let's not pass laws until we've had time to read them. Let's allow committee members to pick their committee chairman instead of the leadership. A lot of different ideas. Let's have regular order again, meaning Let's have a budget that's approved as opposed to the continuing resolutions that Democrats and, quite frankly, sometimes Republicans used. Great line in the documents, a direct quote. Republicans ran to fix Washington. We cannot continue to govern in the same way that broke it. That's a common sense thing. Congressman Scott Perry, the current chairman of this Freedom Caucus, the conservative wing of the Republican House, and uh, like I said, gave us some big names. Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, Scott Perry, among the many members who have grown out of this caucus into prominent national figures. But they warn these lawmakers, hey, guys, people are going to come to try to co-opt you. Don't fall for it. I mean, this is literally accusing their leadership of what they're likely to do in the election. Some of the most important votes come before you are even sworn into office, they tell the new lawmakers. Will you be ready, they ask. The simple truth is that it perfectly suits some in the Republican caucus, if you are unprepared or unaware of the significance of what's going to happen in November. Some will urge you to be a team player by falling in line with leadership and doing what you're told. You'll be warned not to rock the boat by raising questions or concerns with leadership's agenda. Before you make any decisions, however, you should be aware of the realities here in Washington and the opportunities we have to change them. This is a call to arms. This is a throwing down of the gauntlet. What it signals is that the conservative wing of the House caucus, the Republican caucus, the Freedom Caucus, uh, with some of its most high-profile Republican members, uh, they're going to be holding their own to account. They're not going to let backroom deals be had. They're not going to allow the status quo to exist. And they picked a first fight after leadership. 
after the elections that occur in November after the election, they have a plan to, as they say it, set the house right, I mean, get it fixed. One of the first fights they identify is the year of end spending bill because Democrats once again delayed passing a budget. And so funding runs out in December, which means the lame duck Congress is going to have to deal with it. And the Freedom Caucus tells new members, you've got to help us pressure the leadership, even though you're not in office yet, pressure the leadership not to make a year long deal with the Democrats that gunks up an entire year of the budget with liberal priorities from a party that could be losing control of Congress. Here's the line they say. Republicans must be united in opposition and allow our incoming freshmen reinforcements to arrive and take our anticipated majority in January so that they and the voters who will send them to Washington can have a voice on legislation to fund the government as well as other must-pass bills such as the National Defense Authorization Act. All right, this is a warning. The warning is, hey, we're going to have a fight in December. We may shut down the government in December. We are not taking this laying down, and you new freshmen should pair with us, the Freedom Caucus, to cause trouble, to force Republicans not to accept the status quo, but to radically change it for the better of America. An unbelievable document. I've posted the whole document. You can click it and download it. It's an unbelievable document, and I think one that you'll want to read. Also, some headlines that just happened. Steve Bannon, he's been sentenced to four months in prison for contempt of Congress. He could also you ordered to pay a $6,500 fine, but it's on abeyance. It's been held up until all of his appeals are exhausted. So it could be a few months or a couple of years before that happens. That is a, a pretty big news. A lot of people have been watching that. Last night, a major election integrity win in the state of Michigan. The RNC, the Republican National Committee, the Michigan GOP, and some other groups won a ruling that Secretary of State, the Democratic Secretary of State in Michigan, cannot keep poll observers away from the polls, much like happened in Detroit in 2020. This is a big win. It's going to be felt across the country. It shows that this year, Republicans have learned some of their lessons from 2020. They're challenging provisions and rules before the election, not after, where they couldn't have any success. That is a very important development in that world. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Fred Flights, one of the great national security experts in the country, followed by former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Ambassador Michael Oren. He'll be here. And before that, I want to welcome a brand new partner to the John Solomon Reports family. I know winter's coming. When I'm out at my cabin up in the mountains in the winter, it gets cold. I sometimes will go out and start cutting wood or cutting trees up at 7, 8 in the morning, and it can be 20, 25 degrees outside. And so I want to keep myself warm. And I've got a unbelievable product I use to keep myself warm in very cold, often 30-mile-an-hour winds on the mountain. Uh, it's called, in two words or less, heat holders. Heat holders, that's a pretty easy thing. Heat holders make the warmest thermal socks around and they keep your feet warmer than original ordinary socks and by the way that's true in the coldest conditions i mean no matter how cold it gets heat holders work heat holders uses a three-stage process with a cashmere-like advanced insulating yarn that's soft to the touch so it doesn't feel scratchy like some of the old heavy socks we used to wear but it's also brushed on the outside and it traps warm air closer to your skin which keeps you warmer your feet are going to be warmer you're going to be warmer we always tell you the two places we lose the most heat your feet your head in cold weather this is the way to do it i love heat holders i don't go out in the winter and start cutting down 
trees or splitting logs or shoveling snow or plowing snow or going on my UTV and riding through the quiet, crazy country in a cold day, unless I got my heat holders on. And by the way, they don't just do socks. That's where I started, right? I, I first learned about heat holders when I realized, hey, I don't want cold feet when I'm out there. I want my boots to be warm, my feet to be warm. But they also make an extraordinary other things to help you fight the elements. They got hats, gloves, throws, scarves, and much more. I've got a whole collection. I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to you. I'm going to be up at the cabin this week and doing some work, and you're going to see me decked out on Saturday morning when it's 20 degrees out there. I'll show you what it have. Glove, hat, throws, scarves, and of course, the warmest socks and the most comfortable socks you can have. Now, our friends at Heat Holders have made a special deal for us. If you go to heatholders.com and enter the code JUSTNEWS, you're going to get 15% off your order plus receive free shipping. That is a darn good deal. These things are great Christmas gifts. They're great birthday gifts for anyone who's got a birthday in the winter months. Everybody has to go out at some point, shovel the snow, get the leaves out of the gutters, whatever it is on these cold days of fall and winter. Keep yourself warm from the outside in with heat holders. I love that. And when you support them, you're supporting this podcast. You're supporting the investigative journalism at justthenews.com. You're supporting the television show, Just the News, No Noise with Amanda Head and I. So please reach out and help them. Heatholders.com. It's on my bookmarks. I go there often. Heatholders.com. Enter the code Just News and you're going to save 15%. That's a great deal, especially with uh, the cold temperatures already arrived. I mean, I woke up this morning, was in the 30s, like, whoa, time to get my heat holders out. Go do it, guys. All right. Speaking of warmth, we're going to have some warm ideas from one of the greatest national security thinkers in the world. Up next, Fred Flights, right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. This next guest is one of my favorite national security experts in the world, really able to crystallize the threats facing America in this turbulent time, and uh, former chief of staff to the National Security Council, one of the CIA's great analysts for many years, and just one of the clear-visioned security experts in a very murky world. Joining me right now, my good friend, Fred Flights. Fred, welcome back to the show. Hey, John, good to be here. We are living in some pretty turbulent and scary times. And I want to start with the one that everybody's worried about, Russia, Ukraine. Now we're seeing kamikaze drones. We see reports of nuclear weapon threats. How dangerous is this moment in what, if anything, is the United States going to do to try to defuse it? Well, I I think it's a very dangerous uh, development. And it shows that despite the fact that his army is getting routed in Ukraine, uh, Putin isn't backing down. Uh, he's going to keep taking losses, at least until the weather gets bad. And in the meantime, he's just decided to punish the Ukrainians by destroying its infrastructure, power, and water with drones it's buying from Iran. And and these are uh, fairly unsophisticated kamikaze drones. The thing is that there's a lot of them, and they can be shot down, but it's hard to shoot all of them down. And uh, you might ask, well, why is Russia buying these drones from Iran? Well, because it can't get weapons from anyone else. The Chinese make some of the best drones on Earth. So Putin is forced to get weapons from North Korea and Iran because he is so severely isolated. And I think he's going to do a lot of damage uh, in, in Ukraine with this tactic. Yeah. And any doubt now that this is a war against civilians, when you hit the water and the electricity, you're not punishing the army anymore. You're punishing the everyday civilians of Ukraine. This gets into some dangerous territory for Putin as well, doesn't it? Well, the new General Sorovkin, who was just named to head forces in Ukraine, was named for several reasons. First of all, he has had some success in in so-called complex conflicts, such as in Syria uh, and and in Chechnya, and he's used brutal attacks against civilians to achieve his aims. Uh, he also was able to achieve some success because he's he has served with different branches of the of the Russian military. And one problem with the military in Ukraine is that the different branches and divisions don't talk to one another. So it's the job of this guy to try to get the act the, the military's act in order to get them to cooperate with each other. Uh, I don't think that he's going to succeed, but I mean, you can see that Putin is trying to react to his failures with a major personnel change. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's no doubt it's going to be a longer slog, this war. One of the things that I think a lot of people have concerned about, are we going to see people freezing to death in Europe with the energy shortages on top of the war? There's going to be a disruption of energy supplies, unlike we've seen in many years. How concerned are you just for the regular everyday people of Eastern Europe? You know, it's it's going to be bad in, uh, in in Eastern Europe and Western Europe. It's going to be severe in Ukraine. And, you know, I see people talking about, well, let's come up with a strategy for victory, a strategy for success in Ukraine. Well, look, maybe we could arm the Ukrainians for the teeth to the teeth and force the Russians to withdraw next spring. And in the meantime, the people of Ukraine will starve and freeze to death during the summer because their energy and water has been destroyed by Russian missiles. That's not a victory. That's why I really 
think it is a huge mistake by this administration in Europe not to put the utmost importance on negotiations to end the war now. Um, this talk about, well, we're just going to support the Ukrainians until they win is so incredibly foolish. First of all, we're wearing down our stocks of weapons. But the, the Russians aren't just going to walk away. They're going to wreck the country with missiles. This conflict has to end. There is no upside to it. I, there doesn't seem to be a definition of success from our president. Every military mission, whether we're in a support role like we are with Ukraine or direct conflict like we were in Afghanistan and Iraq, there's always a definition of what the American interest is, what's the end game, how do we define victory? All three of those definitions seem to be missing from the Biden presidency. Does that create some ambiguity for both enemies and allies that makes us even more dangerous? It's a real problem because when we use the word success and we use the word victory, in this conflict, we're looking at an outcome. We're looking at what's the best outcome we can get. Maybe we can call that success. I'm not going to use the word victory because I think everybody loses in this Ukraine conflict. But there's no strategy. They don't know what the outcome will be. The strategy seems to be, let's dump as many weapons as we can on the Ukrainians, and eventually they're going to win. And that isn't going to happen. That's, that's not a, a realistic way of going forward. That is simply a strategy uh, for inviting the Russians to level the country, which is what they're doing. Yeah, such an important point to note. And I think most Americans are starting to realize, I don't know what the end game is here. Wait, 10, 20, 30, 50, 60 billion dollars flowing out the door. What for? What are we trying to accomplish? No one can answer that question. It's kind of scary. One of the things I like about you, Fred, when the rest of the world is watching one conflict, you have your eye on several others. And it hasn't gotten the same attention as Russia, but North Korea is acting really badly, really often right now. The rockets near the Seoul border, the missile that went over Japan, what the heck is going on there? And is this another hot zone that we're not prepared for? Well, the America First Policy Institute is going to issue my paper within the next few hours Ooh, looking at Biden, uh, Biden's North Korea strategy. It's a 20-page analysis. It looks at all the mistakes. The North Koreans have tested 49 missiles this year. That's the most ever in a single year. They tested about 35 in, in 2016. It's a huge increase. They've tested ICBMs. They've fired a missile over uh, Japan. The South Korean government thinks that they could test a nuclear weapon by, by mid-November. Uh, all the progress won by President Trump to improve relations with North Korea and, and lower tensions. We know his strategy wasn't completely successful, but he significantly lower tensions. That's all gone. And this all happened after Afghanistan. After the U.S. withdrawal of Afghanistan, the North Koreans saw they were being ignored by the Biden administration. They saw Biden's weakness, and they ramped up their WMD programs. It's pretty scary to watch. And there's another thing. I, When I'm in the Pentagon and I talk to folks, I'm picking up some really grave concerns that we're depleting stingers and javelins for our own defense and our own offense so that they go to Ukraine. They didn't actually, they let the Stingers and Javelin missiles go out the door quicker than they had a way to restock them. And so that we're at dangerously low levels is what some of the Pentagon officials are saying. I mean, this is basic 101 war footing. Hey, if you're going to help another country and our armaments going there, have a plan to fill it. People say it's just going to be a slow replenishment. Are you concerned about that? Are you heard concerns like that? Well, the new, the new Heritage Foundation report on the American military, which which graded it as weak for the first time ever, reflects that, how our weapon stockpiles are low, uh, in large part because of the war in Ukraine, which means if there's another war or if we need to provide weapons to Taiwan, those weapons aren't going to be there because we're not – these weapons are complicated to make. They're expensive. 
uh, my guess is the the Biden administration has put no priority whatsoever into weapons uh, production, and uh, there, there's going to be a severe shortfall. It's a dangerous situation. Yeah. How does a guy that has 50 years, allegedly, of foreign policy experience not have the basics of uh, war and foreign policy down? I mean, it's just so shocking to me. Maybe Bob Gates' comment applies, right? He's never been right about any foreign policy issue in his entire career. But these are the basics. You would think the people around it would say, all right, hey, we depleted Stingers. Let's get them back online. It doesn't seem like the basics of governance get done under this presidency. Well, Bob Gates said, I think it was in... Uh, uh, 2013, that Biden has been wrong about every national security issue for decades. That's when he was a young man. He didn't have good sense of national security when he has his senses, when he had his senses about him. Now, as he's walking around eating ice cream and saying incomprehensible things and reversing our Taiwan policy every time he opens his mouth, it's not a surprise that major issues like maintaining our weapons arsenal isn't being tended to. This man's incompetent. Yeah. It's really scary, but you are starting to hear that even from people on the Democrat side, like, hey, we're actually in danger. We're, we're, we're naked on some stuff. And these are people that were all in on the Biden presidency back in 2020. It's very, very interesting. I want to take you to one other one because you mentioned Taiwan, China. Given what China sees, this extraordinarily unprepared, vacillating, unclear presidency, does China have a greater temptation if it's ever going to take on Taiwan? I watched Yi's speech last week. It was very disturbing to watch the language and fervor he had about Taiwan and also accusing the America of external intervention with some of the things that happened, Nancy Pelosi comments, President made. Is this a dangerous moment for them? I think the chances are increasing. I don't think China's there right now. But it's worth noting, whether we're talking about China or Saudi Arabia or any other country, that relations with these nations have been uh, antagonized for no good reason. Um, you know, why isn't Blinken flying to Beijing to meet with his counterpart? Why isn't his counterpart meeting here? I've heard that Blinken doesn't talk to his Russian and Chinese counterparts. Uh, I mean, I thought these were the adults in the room, the, in, the foreign relations pros. That's how they ran. But I mean, they don't seem to know what they're doing. The national security strategy, for example, is supposed to come out in the first year of a, of a president's term. It just came out in October. The missile defense strategy is late. Uh, the the um, military strategy is late. What are these people doing in the National Security Council? It is a great question. It's unanswered, really. If you get five minutes with the president, whoever the president is, what advice do you give them on the three big conflicts? What do we got to do with North Korea, China, and Russia to get some strategic stability in the world? I think I told you this before. He has to fire his national security team, and he has to bring in uh, men and women with gravitas and experience to start engaging in serious diplomacy, serious bilateral talks to lower tensions with China and try to find a way to bring about a negotiated settlement to the conflict in Ukraine and just turn off this ridiculous effort to get a new nuclear deal with Iran that will give Iran $30 billion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, not 30, $1 trillion in sanctions relief by 2030. Yeah, it's stunning. And meanwhile, it's that Iran that's sending the kamikaze drones to Russia to attack our allies so that we can send billions to our allies to defend against those uh, things. It's actually they've created a circle of war, haven't they, by empowering Iran to make the last deal gave Iran the money to start building weapons like this, right? You know, I think you're right. But what worries me is that when the election's over, I think the Iran talks will start up again. No kidding. Because I think Biden will calculate that he can make a bad deal in early 2023. And by the time the 2024 election comes around, Americans will forget about it.
Yeah. Wow. That's a scary thing. But do you have any doubt that the Obama era deal allowed Iran to make things like these kamikaze drones that they're now shipping to Iran? I mean, that was the big pressure valve release, right? They got all this cash back in 15, 16, 17. Is that a cycle of war that now comes back to haunt us? There was a huge surge in the Iran- in Iranian military spending when it got sanctions relief under the JCPOA uh, in late 2015 and early 2016. And that's what will happen again. Iran spent money on terrorists. It sent troops into Syria. It spent money on its missile program, I'm sure, on its nuclear program. Uh, this sanctions relief, we know where it's going to go. It's not going to go to help the Iranian people. No, it's not. And last question, because we had a conversation about this last time here on the show. Barack Obama seemed to have a great revisionist moment last week when he said, I made a mistake. I should have embraced the people of Iran during the Green Movement of 2009. Convenient to do it now. But there is some truism in his statement, isn't there? He's right. Uh, uh, when when the people of Iran were, 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 were being beaten up by security police during the demonstrations after the fraudulent 20, 2009 uh, uh, presidential election, Obama said nothing. It was the French who led the free world in speaking out against the bloody protest by Iranian security. It, it was not a good moment for our country. Yeah, it sure wasn't. And reminded a lot of people maybe of just the way we reacted in Tiananmen Square. A lot of people thought we weren't, uh, we're too muted then, but it was way more muted in 09 and pretty remarkable to see the missed opportunity and some revisionism. Now, Fred, it's always an honor to have you on. Thank you for the work you do, and particularly on North Korea. A lot of people have their eye off that ball. That ball is very dangerous right now. We're so lucky. I can't wait to see that paper. Okay, I'll get you, I'll get you a copy. Thanks, John. Thank you, my friend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Ambassador Michael Orn, the former Israeli diplomat to the United States, knows the Middle East better than anyone. He's going to help us explain why Saudi Arabia, Israel, so many other countries in the Middle East now find themselves at odds with the American administration run by Joe Biden, the lack of clarity, the confusing signals they've sent, the unnecessary feuds that they've erupted. Michael Orn, Ambassador Michael Orn, going to make sense of that right after this commercial message. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash 
Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. He is the former Israeli ambassador to the United States and expert on all things Middle East, a best-selling author, and an all-around great guy, former ambassador Michael Oren joins us now. Mr. Ambassador, thank you for joining us tonight. Always delightful, John. Amanda, good to see you. Good to have you on, sir. So I want to start with something a lot of Americans have a question about. We, we negotiated a nuclear deal with Iran. We got billions of dollars to go there. They develop a lethal drone program. Now those kamikaze drones are back in Russia, helping Russia attack Ukraine. By the way, we now have to pay to defend Ukraine. The cycle that we created here, it must drive a lot of our allies nuts. Little nutty, a little nutty. It was more than that. Um, had that uh, Iran nuclear deal been renewed, which is what people in Washington want to do, not only in Washington, the, the major benefactor, in addition to Iran, would have been Russia. Uh, Iran's nuclear stockpile would have been shipped out to Russia, would have paid Russia to, to warehouse it. Russia has contracted to build eight new uh, nuclear reactors uh, in Iran. Uh, Russia would have been the huge, huge benefactor, beneficiary of this entire deal. And, and now you see this, it's all out in the open, how Iran is allied with Russia militarily. And that deal would have paid for Russia's war in Ukraine, with Iran now aiding that war in Ukraine with these drones. Yeah, amazing. Insane. That, that by definition. Ambassador, nuts. yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. nuts. And I want to ask you about something that I refer to as one of the sexiest hunks of metal on the planet, Israel's iron drone. Talk to us about Israel's involvement and, and with these Iranian drones, how that could potentially drag them into this conflict. Well, drive us into the conflict. Well, there's a big debate here now whether Israel should provide the Iron Dome anti-ballistic system to uh, Ukraine. And I want to put my cards on the table. I was, uh, I think I, it, it's, it's probably my proudest achievement as ambassador was bringing the American funds for Iron Dome. Uh, it has proven to be uh, the first anti-ballistic system that's successful in combat situations. It's about 95% success, which is quite extraordinary. Um, and it's very effective at taking down standoff rockets. That's rockets that go up in the air and calm down. Okay, and it hits, the Iron Dome hits it here. Uh, if it's a cruise missile that's going like this and someone's with a joystick, it's much more complex. Israel and the United States have developed a system known as David's Sling, which in theory can interdict a, a cruise missile. It hasn't been tried in combat yet, and it's very pricey. Each, each interceptor costs about a, about a million dollars. Uh, very pricey. Um, I'm in favor of providing uh, Ukraine with the Iron Dome system, which would be effective, maybe not in taking down the drones, but some of the standoff rockets that are being fired 
uh, as civilian cities. And I think also, you know, it's diplomatically, strategically, but also morally, it's, it's the right thing to do. Now, I got to give the devils its due and say that the people who oppose it here uh, are afraid of many things. And the biggest one is the fate of between four and 600,000 Jews in Russia. Um, and you don't know. You don't know what Putin could do. Uh, Putin could draft them all uh, or worse. And um, it's a legitimate fear. I think it's uh, I think it's worth the risk personally. Uh, I think we have to come down on the right side of history on this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what people are looking at right now. Mr. Ambassador, uh, while this goes on, obviously the kamikaze drones also pose a threat in the Middle East. Uh, there's been an interesting building of alliances beyond uh, the Abraham Accords. Now we're beginning to see Israeli, Sunni, Arab, Middle East defense network is sort of evolving kind of quietly and slowly, but a real sign that people are beginning to cooperate. How important is that to the future aggression of Iran? It's very important. This sends an unequivocal message to the Iranians. Listen, at the end of the day, Amanda John, we're going to defend ourselves by ourselves. Uh, we can't rely on anybody else. And that includes the United States of America. Uh, that's why we have this country, why we have an independent Jewish state, so we can defend ourselves. Uh, the drones, however, pose a very serious strategic threat. Uh, they're difficult to take down. Uh, they can hide behind a tree. They can hide behind a building and then attack. Imagine the kind of sophisticated uh, interceptor you need uh, to take out that drone. Um, and that is why the Iranians and their terrorist proxies, which would be Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, are investing so heavily in drones. Uh, and our military has been focused on this. Uh, probably the best answer is coming down the tubes in the coming years. It is going to be a laser, folks. It's a laser. It's not a rock. And it will concentrate enemy, uh, energy at the drones and, and knock them out of the sky. Fascinating. And by the way, Ambassador, penny a shot. Yeah, don't yeah. cost a lot of money. <laughs> hey, the economics plays a role here. You got to think. Yeah. You know, right. their rockets cost nothing. Uh, even Iron Dome cost about sixty thousand dollars a pop. Wow! Amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you. You talked about being on the right side of history. Someone who surprisingly acknowledged that he was not on the right side of history on Friday, former President Barack Obama appeared uh, on a podcast, Pod Save America, and he was talking about the, the Green Movement 13 years ago, the uprising within Iran. We are now seeing that taking place nearly a month uh, of that. What are your thoughts on his acknowledgement that he should have supported that uprising over a decade ago? Well, better late than never. Um, I watched in real time um, the president's reaction to the Green Revolution in 2009. I was sitting with Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, at the television set. And what can I say? We were kind of tearing our hair up. And uh, how could they miss an opportunity like that? Here, the people of Iran were, were rising up against this heinous regime, and the United States was, was staying out of it. The excuse we got was that uh, they, the United States, had heard from leaders of the revolution that they didn't want American support because the regime had used that against them. We didn't, what can I say, we didn't exactly buy that. Um, and that opportunity was missed. Uh, P.S., uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu came out unequivocally in support of the Green Revolution. Yeah, such an important moment and missed at the time. Um, uh, you have elections coming up in Israel just a few weeks away. What is the sentiments on the ground? What's the issue upon which this election is going to turn? And is Benjamin Netanyahu likely to be back in power sometime in the not-so-distant future? Great question. Well, there's some of the surprising issues. Uh, the major issue in Israeli politics pretty much since the founding of the state in 1948 has been security, 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 security. 
Um, but this time, for the first time ever, the polls show that what Israelis care most about is the cost of living. Now, I know you can you can appreciate this in America. It's inflation, particularly the, the price of housing, which went seven up seventeen and a half percent last year, nineteen percent this year. Um, you know, our our per capita income is very high. We're, we're closing in on Germany. We passed Japan and Italy, but we can buy less and less. And uh, our kids are really, really struggling. Even if they're high tech engineers, they're struggling. So that is a huge issue. Who's going to have an answer? For the uh, for our economic crisis, um, but at the end of the day, uh, this round of election is about uh, two words, and it's the same two words that have characterized Israeli elections for almost close to a quarter of a century. Believe it or not, and those two words are Benjamin Netanyahu, um, and the the Israeli electorate gets divided between those who want to see him election elected uh, and believe in him deeply, and those who don't. Uh, I happen to live yeah. in a, a working class neighborhood. He's he's beloved around here. You don't say a word against Bibi around here, but you go a little bit further north to the more affluent areas, and they and they despise him. And um, so that's going to be the big issue once again. And I want to say that every single election going back oh now oh close to ten years, the as you would call there the the chattering classes have said that this is Bibi's last election. This is it. He's gone. And I just yeah. want to say for the upteenth time, that is always premature to uh, eulogize oh, yes. Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. A sixth term for the premier. That would be uh, amazing to see. So we will definitely be keeping our eye on that. I wanted to ask you before we go, though, you outed yourself on Twitter as a novelist among all of your other talents and skills. Tell us about your book coming out later this month, Swan's War, what it's about, where people can find it. Well, you can find it on Amazon. Hopefully, you'll be in your bookstores next week. It comes out on the 25th of October. It is a, a whodunit, which I've never written before. It's very challenging to write a whodunit. Got to keep your, your reader on the edge of her and his seat uh, and then surprise them all the time. But it's it's an unusual plot. What can I say? It takes place on, a, on an island that I made up off the coast of Massachusetts in 1944. Uh, it's about Mary Beth Swan, a, a, a female cop. Back then, they were called women policemen. And uh, they didn't carry guns. They didn't walk beats. But uh, she marries the Mary Beth Swan marries the chief captain, the captain police from this island. And then he goes off to fight in the Pacific. And she's left as the chief of police of this island, Fourth Cliff, which would have been hard enough because the people don't like her. They're tough, you know, maritime uh, New Englanders. Uh, they don't take very very lightly to a, a Boston Irish policewoman. And but things get a little worse on the island are in turn 90 Italian prisoners of war. And one after another, they show up murdered. So Mary Beth Swan not only has to deal with being alone, she has to deal with this hostile environment. She has to find a serial killer on the loose on Fourth Cliff Island. That, Swan's War. Uh, I won't say the end. I won't say who did it. I can't wait to read it. I'm a son of an Irish cop, and also I'm a. Hooker. Oh, you're gonna love this. I am. She's a daughter and daughter of Irish cops. <laughs> well, and I love your fiction. The work you have done is amazing. You're an amazing author, folks. Go check out that book. It is going to be a bestseller. Mr. Ambassador, thanks for the time. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery. Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch 
Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. So grateful you can join us. Big thank you to Fred Flights. A big thank you to Ambassador Michael Orn, two great guests, a lot of food for thought in those conversations. I'm always grateful when we get such smart, thought-provoking guests like we had today. And hey, remember that special offer we have? Winter's here. You're going to be out shoveling, splitting wood, stacking wood, cleaning the gutters, raking the leaves. It's going to be 20, 30 degrees out. Keep the heat closer to your body with heat holders. They make the best socks, the best gloves, the best throws, the best scarves. You're going to be warm from the inside out if you go with my good friends at heatholders.com. And they're supporting us, so you should support them. All you got to do is enter the code JUSTNEWS, and you're going to save 15% off your order. Heatholders.com. Use the code JUSTNEWS. 15% off and free shipping with any purchase of $25 or more. That is a great deal. Go check them out. They're such amazing partners. They make the journalism here possible. Tell them you love them. Buy some gloves. Buy some scarves. Buy some hats. They're great Christmas gifts. They're the warmest you're ever going to get anywhere in the country. Go get it. My favorite winter wear for sure. All right. That wraps it up. Hey, we got a great weekend of guests. We're not going to let you down. We've got Saturday and Sunday editions that are going to be rocking it. Saturday, we're going to play an interview with Scooter Libby. You probably have forgotten that name. Very important player in the past, the former chief of staff to Vice President Dick Cheney, a major national security player until he was indicted for outing the identity of a CIA officer. He's been mostly silent even after. Former President Donald Trump pardoned Scooter Libby and removed that felony from his record. One of my good colleagues here at Just the News, Roger Aronoff, had a great interview with Scooter Libby. It's one of the first times he's talked. We're going to play that. And then Mark Levin, who is really one of the most important voices in all of education, really more than education, he's really educating the public about finding the right balance between social justice reform and making sure we continue to crack down on crime. The Democrats have taken it far to one string. We're letting all the bad guys out, leaving all the innocent people victimized. He has been on the front voice of making sure we enforce the law, stand behind the blue, but also find ways for people who aren't going to go back to crime to find a pathway to normalcy and productivity in America. A very, very thoughtful man. Mark Levin is going to be here. He's from the Council on Criminal Justice, one of the most important conservative voices in criminal justice reform. And uh, you're going to love that interview on Saturday. Then Sunday, what a lineup we got. You know what? It's election season. We're 19 days from election day. That's time for us to really pay attention. We've got Carrie Lake, the candidate for Arizona governor who's tearing it up all over the country. Carrie Lake had a great conversation with us. Why her tussles with the mainstream media are paying off why her message is resonating, why her Democrat candidate wouldn't 
Challenger wouldn't debate her, which has been a major issue in all of Arizona. Carrie Lake is on the house. She'll be the lead guest. Joe Kent, former Green Beret, one of the most decorated heroes in America, now running for a house seat in Washington State, up in the polls, could be one of these new congressmen coming in later in the year. He's on the show. The great pollster Scott Rasmussen, my friend, always good at making predictions on elections. You can take him to the bank. And another great pollster, Robert Cahaley at Trafalgar Group, another one who is on the front lines of being right, of measuring voters the way they really are, not using old samples that favor Democratic and liberal politicians, but recognizing the shifts in Hispanics that Maria Salazar talked about. They're all going to be here this weekend on Sunday. And then we're going to wrap up with my friend, by the way, his podcast is on the Just the News Network, same network I'm on, Victor Davis Hanson, one of the greatest historians and one of the greatest thought leaders in America. He's going to take on for us the Great Reset. That is a marketing term for the new globalist liberal agenda in America, a thing called stakeholder capitalism. Beware. What it means is elitist stakeholders get to decide what to do with your money to carry out their agenda rather than make you the most return on investment. Victor Davis Hanson is going to break down the Great Reset, why it's wrong. You heard a little bit about this from my good friend Seamus Bruner yesterday, but he is going to break it out. You're going to have a great conversation. What a great way to finish up Sunday. That is some food for thought. Carrie Lake, Joe Kent, Scott Rasmussen, Robert Cahaley, Victor Davis Hanson. I'm so proud to bring that show to you. We'll have that on Sunday. All right, folks, have a great start to your weekend. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Scooter Libby, that exclusive interview, and Mark Levin. You won't want to miss either of those great guest tomorrow. Have a good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and ZPAC. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.